My man. My man. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You know what, man? I can. Good. Can you hear me loud and clear or just slightly clear? I can hear you loud and clear, and I hope you can hear me loud and clear just as well. Let's get the show going. Good deal. Good good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Another episode. We're live. (laughs) <laughs> unrecorded. <laughs> unrecorded anchor. You ready? Soonly after this, it'll be on Apple Podcasts. Yes, yeah, soon <laughs> after this, Apple Podcasts. Um, today's the first of May, right? It's gonna be May. The first of May. <laughs> yes. Time flies, huh? Time does fly. It does. You know, I just um, yeah, I just I was having a conversation with my with my cousin just now. Sorry about the wait. You were actually waiting for me <laughs> to jump on here. Yeah, but I was I talking was. to my. I was, <laughs> my apologies. I was That's talking fine. to my cousin. I was having some. I was having a little conversation with a cousin of mine. Um, I just wanted to get a little bit more insight about the um, about the whole school situation at home. You know, as a lot of you we talked about it before about my hometown getting a new school. You know what I mean? And just seeing a lot of people not wanting to get a new school. And just wanting to get his insight on the school. He's a real big advocate for getting the school. Even though he'd only have one, one of his, his youngest, two of his youngest would be the only ones to really experience the new school. <clears throat> I just wanted to get more of an insight on what he thought about it. You know? yeah, and yeah. his insight behind it, economically, you know, his big thing behind it was, I mean, if it's only going to raise the the tax that you pay, your property tax, 10 bucks. It's not too bad. And kind of his thing was it's going to attract, his take on it was it's going to attract, attract more, better facilities. They do have a good plan for the facility, you know. But, um, you know, he went that route. And he went the investment route also, you know. Build it, make it better, make it look better. People come, which is true. We don't have very many good teachers, or we don't have very many teachers at home. I know there's a lack of teachers, you know, but I, I I could see where he's coming from. But that was the conversation. Really wanting to advocate for for a new school, you know. Interesting, interesting. I you know, like I said last time, I don't know why you just don't make the school you already have, and just make it look a little prettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I don't know that that wouldn't do. And, and if I take that argument with with where, where where I'm from, there'd be nowhere to put all those kids. You know, if if you do that, if you're doing something like that, there'd just be nowhere to put all their current current students. And the projection there. A lot of this is based off projection. It's because of the projection of growth is what it is. I mean, last year there was uh, a 300 student increase, which is a lot at a high school. If you yeah, have a high school a for where we're at, from where we're from, I mean, back in my day, we had, back when I graduated, it averaged about 200 kids a class. I mean, we graduated like 215. I and mean, we had about, I mean, we had, a, if I'm right, like 650 in our school, 700 maybe in our school enrolled. Wow. I mean, if, if you add, because we had 9 through 12, you know what I'm saying? That's our high school. Our high school is 9 through 12. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you add fucking 300 souls to a high school, I mean, I can see where there'd be lack of room, I guess. But, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I see both ends of it. You know, I did see the investment route. And the investment route kind of intrigued me a lot, you know, because that, that, that helps me wonder if, you know, if you ask teachers, hey, if you take a survey of teachers and ask them, what helps you decide where to go? Is it pay, the school, the city? I mean, obviously, all that's got to have a factor. Like, a, obviously, some type of factor, you know what I'm saying? But what's the biggest factor? You know, that's what I want to know. So, like, like my buddy Ellie, um, his wife's a teacher. And his wife's not a teacher. Like, so his family, her family, sorry, her family, comes with a little money behind her. And... 
she didn't like pick like a private school, you know. She actually went to like a school that needed help. You know what I mean? Like she went to a school that straight slums. Yeah, slums. She she literally works in the slums of Denver. Um, and she, you know, she has to buy all her own school supplies. She buys all the school stuff that she needs for the kids. She does all that. Um, and like, cause the school, the school's not that rich, <laughs> you know, like it's not that, where that neighborhood is at. They don't have that kind of stuff. Poor and, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, I don't, I don't think. I think really depends, like, when it attracts a teacher. I think it also depends on, like, location. You know, like, if if I was going to go to Pecos, and I'm sorry, Pete, if I was going to go to Pecos, I'd probably want a lot of money, and I probably wouldn't care about the school. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was going to, like, California, I'd be like, dope, I could take the take the spot, it's dope. But I would want to make sure that I got paid so I could live. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really care about anything else. Um, I think it. I think it all depends on where you're going for for a teacher. To be honest, um, you know, there's not. It's when you're attracting somebody who's going to be a fan, fantastic teacher. They're probably going to want a lot of money. They're probably going to want something to do there. They're probably going to want something that's going to bring more people um, kind of like football. You know, if you're, if you're going to bring your five-star recruit, you're not going to bring them to, you know, Hey, we got a water burger. No, you're going to bring them to the steakhouse, you know? Um, and, well, and well, yeah. Show them, show, um, them, show them around. Obviously, but really quick, I don't mean to interrupt you. I mean, but as fresh starting teacher, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Isn't Michael Orr. In you know the movie, the whatever movie he did, you know. Well, see, saying? and, and yeah, see, it's, it, that, that's that's different to say though. You can't compare them like that though, my honest. Yeah, but your can't. your education's not going to go up by a fresh start teacher. If you yeah. want to attract a teacher who's been in the game for a minute, you're going to have to bring some heat, money. Well, yeah, I mean, place the place to live, you know, stuff like that. But if you're a brand new teacher, they'll jump at whatever, and you're going to get first, you know first okay education because they just became a teacher well a lot of teachers will jump at i'm not gonna say they'll jump at their first job opportunity but a lot of them i mean who knows how many opportunities they have to snag one i would think there's quite a bit you know the only shitty thing about like back at home you know like the fucking cost of living at home is atrocious man like it's fucking crazy the cost of living you know like we have we have some relatives that are relocating to Las Cruces where my significant does. Here's just a small example. They live in New Mexico, but it's just that area. You know what I mean? It's that Permian Basin area, which is the southern eastern portion of New Mexico and West Texas. That's what the Permian Basin is. You know, they're, they have there's three-bedroom apartments that they pay for over there for $1,800 a month. 1800 bucks a month. That is insane, man. And versus where they're at now, and they're relocating over here, and they're going to be paying twelve hundred a month for a house, three bedrooms, two car garage, a fucking house. You know what I'm saying? For twelve hundred dollars a month. Obviously, the location. I mean, you could just obviously we know what it is, but look at that cost of living, man. Holy shit! Talk about a difference. Yeah, and you and know, house like is nice. here, here in here in Colorado, the cost of living is 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 higher but you you're getting money to compensate for that yeah teachers don't get that money to compensate that's the bad thing about it all field workers do at home yeah. you know because they make you know 100k 120k a year fucking starting teacher shit you get fucking 40 you know what i'm saying yeah, and when it costs yeah. a one i think a one bedroom at home will go i mean a one bedroom apartment if if you're lucky, I mean, they'll rent it to you for maybe a grand. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. a grand. That's shit on a teacher's salary, man, to live on. Yeah, it is. It's fucking it's, shite. It's, it is shite. And it's it's not – the biggest thing here right now um, is is pay for 
our teachers, which is which is kind of rough. Um, and a lot of people do complain still here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, still it's a lot. Yeah, that's what it is. It is a lot, you know. And that's crazy, you know. You think about the pay. <clears throat> you know, when you talk about the pay, even you just I I just want to compare really quick to something I was listening to. I was listening to a a medical historian talk. So somebody yeah. who has a PhD in uh, medical history. A pastry or hearing, a, a PhD? A P, oh, she has a PhD in uh, medical history. Yes. No, this sounds like you said a pastry in PhD. A pastry. <laughs> I'm stoned enough, man. I'm oh, no, 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 no. But from what she was saying, you know, hearing her talk, like back in the day, man, like, like, doc, like doctors versus janitors. The janitors would be paid well more than a lot than than doctors and surgeons back in the day. Because they're the ones that fucking kept places clean. I mean, back yeah. in the day when, back in the day when people would fucking, when somebody had to have surgery, I mean, people went and saw that shit because it was it was entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, those places were just fucking loaded with fucking diseases and sicknesses because of that. When they brought in custodians, man, custodians got paid fucking more than doctors and surgeons for a real long time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you know? yeah, because they're the ones that fucking literally helped keep everybody alive and keep everybody going by keeping that fucking place clean, you know. And you turn around and you compare it to a teacher. I mean, teachers teaching all these cats to get ready and go about it, whether or not they're going to use the information. You know, I'm I'm not going to go to that because it just turns to a subject matter. But I mean, whether the subject is something that they need, like English, for example. You know what I'm saying? You got a teacher out there who's preparing probably the next president, next CEO of a company, next Mark Zuckerberg. And the chances of that person that they're teaching being paid at least three times more than that the person that's teaching them is very high. Now, just think about that really quick. Think about that. Think about seeing a person that you just taught three years ago and got them ready for. Imagine seeing their bank account it being four or five times more than what you are. You know what I'm saying? And this is a teacher, an educator. And that's see, the that's, thing that I think about. That's what I think about. You know what I'm saying? Well, like so, why. for example, for example, uh, college teachers, college teachers who have like PhDs and stuff, those guys get paid ridiculous amount of money, right? Oh, they get like, good ridiculous school. amount. You know, and I would say, you know, I would say people probably in elementary. Understandable. You know, 40, 30, 30K, whatever. But like in high school, college, honestly, I think they should be paid like, I don't know, almost like doctors, to be honest. Oh, shit. I don't know about all that. Well, and the reason I say that, and this is, this is uh, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> God damn it. No, and the reason I say that, the reason I say that is, is like, for example, they're preparing these people for a journey that's going to make 10 times possibly more than they make. You know, like, why, why would you want to teach somebody, educate somebody? And maybe that's just how I think, you know, making... 30, 40 times more than me, and I don't even get paid that kind of cash. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that just, it's a shitty system for teachers, man. I mean, I don't know how they base the, I, I really wish I knew more on how they base the starting payoff for teachers. I mean, I'm sure I could Google it and see what some dickhead wrote. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, to hear that the average for a teacher to start off is, you know, anywhere from 30 to 40,000. You know, that's just disgusting for back home. That's disgusting if you think about it. For if you look at the meaning behind it, you know, somebody goes to school for so long, gets so much certification and all the bullshit you got to do to become a teacher, and then they get the shite pay at times. It's a rough one. You know, we're advocating for teachers. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a super big advocate for teachers. You know, without them, you know, we wouldn't even have people who who are fairly well educated 
you know, like we wouldn't have those type of people, you know, and I, I'm completely excited about having those type of people. Yeah, I'm with you. But yes, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, that was my rant on that for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> for the you know what I also want? I got to rant on something hour. else, man. Yeah. yeah, I got to rant again because I'm stoned and it's the peach show. You know, yeah, it's, it's the peach show. So. Welcome, welcome to conversations with Pete. Yes, uh, welcome to hear Pete talk. Um, but anyways, you know, I was, um, you know, there's just so much coming down on on the city of crosses here, man. For I, I don't want to keep bringing up. You know, the asylum seekers and so forth, DT, but I'm going to bring it up. Man, there's just, you know, the place that I live in, which is Las Cruces, we're a place where we're getting asylum seekers because we have to. But man, people have a lot to say about it, man. People have quite a bit to say about it. And you know what's interesting is what they have to say about it. You know, people are opposed to it. I mean, they are literally telling every single soul, go open up your home. Go open up your home. Use your own money. Foster all these people. Do it all yourself. That's what I'm I'm getting a lot of. A lot of the other ones, are, a lot of the other comments are, or a lot of the other comments people are making. It's just, you know, send them back. Let them wait over there. Who cares? Send them back. But doesn't that make sense, though? Like, when you when you think about it, like, as simple as, like, as simple, if you break it down super, super simple, I mean, I can see where you would say that. Doesn't that make sense? It, it, I mean, it kind of does. I don't know. I don't want to say it kind of does, but they're calling it a crisis is what they're calling it. They're calling it a humanitarian crisis. See, what's a crisis, now, Pete, is is the... I wouldn't call it a humanitarian, uh, humanitarian crisis. I would call it more of like, you know, we need to figure out what to do with these people crisis. I, I personally wouldn't call it a crisis. A crisis is an opioid crisis. A crisis is the crack cocaine crisis. Those are crises. Or now, running out of us, weed. Yeah, running out of marijuana. Now that's a crisis. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but like, us saving or hosting people here for a while—that's not a crisis. That's not a crisis. Now, 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 us, us not taking care of who we should probably take care of first. That's very. Um, I would. I still wouldn't call it a crisis. I would call it of. You know, it's very, um, I don't know, uh, how, what's the best way to say it? Um, it's it's not the best thing to think of first, you know what I mean? Like, but, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't we have think like, about doing So what do you mean take a pe- taking care of people first? Just elaborate. That's okay, so, so like, for example, let's see. Uh, Talk to me. Let's see. Elaborate. So Las Cruces, their population since of 2017 is 101,000 people. Okay. Okay. 101,000 as of 2017. 101,000. All right. All right. Okay. 101,000. Um, as of, let's see. As of 2017, there is, let's see. I just had it. I just had it. My apologies. I just had it. (laughs) Well, here, here's here's a bit of information. So you have 101,000 people here, right? The state of New Mexico, the state of New Mexico, and I'm just kind of going with everything with Las Cruces in New Mexico. The state of New Mexico um, has the highest rate of homeless people. Highest rate. The state of New Mexico. The state of New Mexico. All right. 
So they're saying right now in New Mexico, about 12 of every 10,000 people are homeless in New Mexico. 12 of every what? Of every 10,000 people. Okay. And that, that's already increased as of 2017. Okay. So mm. what that tells me is why don't we focus on that first? And, and the thing that I, I, the reason I'm even going that route is most of these people are veterans. Why don't we focus on these people first and giving them a place to be and a place to stay and a place to get on their feet instead of these people that we're just holding asylum for right now? Right. But we have, I mean, we here locally. No, I mean, it's, and you're right. We got to speak on the behalf of the state and as a whole, because that's something, but you got to start somewhere, you know, starting in New Mexico or starting just in the town that I reside in in general. I mean, I think, I think Las Cruces does somewhat of a decent job compared to what I see at home. I think they do a decent job taking care of the homeless here locally. Now, once again, I think definitely it's got to be addressed as a whole. and But starting somewhere just here, I don't think they do too bad. I mean, there's Tin City. I mean, there's there's multiple soup kitchens, multiple gospel rescues. I mean, compared – and I'm just, once again, comparing it to places that I've used to live. I mean, I've used to live in Hobbs, New Mexico. You know what I'm saying? And obviously in Pecos, you know, I've even lived in Dallas, in Fort Worth as well. So, I mean, just looking at it like that, not too bad. But as a state, I mean, I can see we do pretty bad. I believe it, you know. Um, I don't know. Do you think we do all right? Las Cruces, though? Don't you think we do all right? You don't think Las Cruces does all right? No. No? No? Uh Uh-uh. For homeless? Uh-huh. Hmm. I really don't. What else should they do then? What else should they do? Kick, um, well, I obviously I know they can boot out all asylum seekers and put in all homeless. Yeah, but that should have happened beforehand. But what I'm but saying they've made is, that off. They've made that offer, yeah, though. I mean, but what I'm saying is, beforehand, they should have thought of before doing something like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. from what it sounds like is, and why people are why people are mostly upset is no one involved the city of Las Cruces into making this decision. But the city of Las Cruces didn't have a say so. That's what people don't realize. No, they did. They could have said no. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I've already explained this. I've already explained this. The the mayor already addressed it. It was it was it was something <clears throat> appointed to them by the federal government. The mayor had nothing to do with it. There was no way he could have stopped it. I'll post the video. It's about seven minutes. But there's not. This? I mean, there was Where nothing did you get he could the do about information it. From? And how much money did he receive from doing that? Oh, now, in the actual financials, I mean, I haven't have yeah, DM'd so you, him, so, so I don't you, know. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, he, everybody, but, but when it comes to, to politics, it, but, when we, but really we quick, both, though, no, 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 really hold on. quick, though, hold on. are you telling we me not know. to be, ne- well, hold on, I, no, I don't no, want to no. be negative about it. I'm taking it at face value, though. I, I take it what's given to me. I'm not, I'm taking what's given to me um, from him. Now, this is him saying it. It's not from an article, so it's him saying it. So that's what I have to take it off of. You know what I'm saying? I can't go off of anything else. Uh, I have to say that because he said it. He said it. I, I didn't read an article or anything. What do you mean? Say that. You. Where's the video? Just uh, look at the Las Cruces. Uh, I think Las Cruces, uh, City of Las Cruces uh, Facebook page may have the video. I think I saved it on here, but I don't want to start playing if I if I go to it. Should be able to find it. It's like seven or eight minutes, seven to eight minutes or something like that.
And this episode, really quick, is brought to you by fuck, um, fuck. zigzags. <laughs> Zigzags. Nice. Because I saw only because I saw zigzags. Zigzags, if y'all want to fucking hop on as a sponsor, yo. I mean, we don't discriminate. I'll use you all forever. I already do for the most part. So um yeah. Zigzag, if you manage to hear this, the janitor at Zigzag, uh, any stockholder. Uh yeah. Hit me up, send me zigzags, I'll use them. Send the zigzags. <laughs> or if you want to send, uh, or if you want to get into glass, you know, if, you, if you're going to invest in glass, I'll test out all the glass product. Send glass this way. If you want to send wax too with it to try, I mean, that's up to you. I'm just saying, you know, I'm your boy. <laughs> Were you able to find it? No, because I think it's fake news. No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but with moving forward, unless you want to sit and wait till you find the No, no, no. Keep video. going. Keep going. Keep going. Tell me tell me some more. Well, that's all I had to say. You said that the city of Las Cruces had to say so when I say they didn't. And the mayor said that they didn't. So but my, my, my thing is and It's a rough spot, man. It's it's like such a rough spot because if you talk about it so much, on one end of it you can lean one way. If you look at it another way, you can lean another way. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody. They said there was supposed to be a like. They said there's supposed to be you know, an inflection of people, you know, but I haven't really seen an inflection of people around town, um, unless they're saying on the other side of town. I live by the mall, so. Um, anything else, Phil? Any luck? I'm running out of breath. Let's see. I'm looking at this. this. I'm looking show. at the U.S. plan for asylum, asylum seekers. Let's see. Oh, the U.S. plan for asylum seekers. Let's see, let's see. And really quick, just for education while Phil reads through that, any of you all, and this is just going to be the education portion really quick, Phil's gathering some info. For any of you all who take, um, indulge or take any THC-related cannabis um, items or intake any THC, I just want to tell you all, um, if you ever want to jump up your high, I know every once in a while I say this, um, but I've always wanted to mention this. Sardines, just so you all know, sardines does help the high. Um, if any of you all like sardines and like THC, eat a little bit of sardines before you get stoned or after, and it really does help the high. Um, so, yeah. And also uh, mackerel. Yeah. But anyways, that's the, the education portion. That's and fish oil. Thanks for your Official listening pills. to your uh, <laughs> educational piece here brought to you by Pedro Vasquez. There you go. I just high. wanted to say something because all the dead silence. But no, really quick, I'm being dead serious. So fish oil pills every on once every two or three days. Take one, or you can take them every day, but that's good for you. But you really want to jump up the high every two or three days and sardines and mackerel. And Philip, what were you going to say? No, I'm just listening to you um, come up with these right. crazy, crazy things of uh, how to help your high. Um, <laughs> so interesting part is I'm reading through a lot of um, like this and that kind of things. I'm li- I'm actually reading through a um, a website called Hispanic Outlook, and the Hispanic Outlook is saying that. Um, everyone's president, Donald Trump. Um, this is his, this is his silent way of holding these people uh, till they till they go to court. So these people aren't like really seeking asylum; they're seeking asylum until they go to court. Yeah. Um, and well, the only mm-hmm. reason that they're even here is because they're close to the border. 
That's it. Um, it's not they didn't they're have really to keep do it. Close. There, there, there have there have been um, states in here that have rejected um, holding these people. Um, so, sorry, um, you could have they could have rejected it, but they did not. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what it what Wait, it is but, here. But you're going off of that. I'm going off of something that came from the mayor. So I'm gonna go back based off of the mayor itself so i'm going i mean we have two different media two different pieces fake news you're going off media i'm going off of the man that was actually talking but as we both know about people in government talking which we posted earlier on our page that guy from texas who did decline marijuana being legal in texas Mm -hmm. because he's being paid by the by the pharmaceutical companies same thing He's being paid. This mayor is possibly getting paid for saying whatever they want him to say. Right. Well. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Which we both know is true. Which we both know is true. Well, based off of that one, yeah, that was true. I mean, but you basically told me what I said was shit. And I went right off of what the mayor said. So, Which, Which could also be shit. Okay, well, I spent eight minutes of my time watching that. I don't think it was shit. I was like, well, there is a, there <laughs> is a information YouTube video. Like, there are YouTube videos of people crying shit. over shit. So it happens. Right. <laughs> now, talking about shit, moving on from this quote-unquote crisis that's in Las Cruces, New Mexico, how about the crises that happened recently um, in San Diego and um, UC Charlotte at the school where there was some shooting happening? Well, so tough time we're living. Yeah, there's, there's been some crises there. You know, the, the one in UC Charlotte there was a kid who rolled up in, in the school, shot some kids. Then there was, uh, there was the gentleman. Well, I wouldn't call him gentleman. But then there was another guy in San Diego. He rolled up into a synagogue and started shooting at people. Um, but there wasn't much casualties because there were some brave people that did stop those, which was really nice. I guess you can call it really nice. <laughs> um, well, you know, fortunate. Uh, fortunate. There you go. There's just a lot of there's just a lot of things here, you know, that me and Pete have been running into, looking through these news articles and things like that of on certain events or not on certain on just not good things happening. Um, and one of those is you know the the shooting in UC Charlotte. And then that synagogue being shot at in uh, San Diego. Did you did you get a chance to read any of those? Yeah, I did. I mean, I did get a chance to look up at one of those. I was reading on one of them, but yeah, there's a lot of shit popping off. I mean, the one that well, the one at uh, in San Diego, kid was 22, right? But he got 22. caught. 19. He was 19. He was 19. Oh, 19. But he got caught, right? Yes, he did he get caught. caught. Did you, did he say? No, I didn't look to see if he, he's commented or quoted on anything. Or I don't I don't know if anything's came out. Did he say any reason on why he did any of this shit? From what I've read so far, um, he he hasn't said much. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there one that moved away, or who's the one? Was there somebody that moved away who was in the services? That's the one in Charlotte, right? Correct. Which is the one that moved away? Was in the services, came back, and did what he did. That was the. I think it was this guy, the John John T. Ernest. Is that who it was? John T. Ernest. Yeah, that was the kid who had. He was nineteen years old. He had about fifty bullets, and he was getting ready to unload. He did kill a member of a temple. Wounded three others, including an eight-year-old girl. Um, and then, yeah. Eight years old, man. Eight years old. You heard an eight-year-old girl. You know, uh, this was an, an ex-military. 
person, wasn't it? Uh, this guy was not. This guy was not. No. This guy okay. was just. This guy was just mad because he was just mad. Because he was just mad, and I'm not trying to say that to put anything on military. Although some of our most recent trends have been somebody has a military background of some sort. Yes. You know what I mean? And now, 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 here's the cool part, though. Um, he was chased out by two members of the congregation. One was a 15-year-old, a 51-year-old military veteran, and an off-duty border patrol agent. So there was somebody there. Somebody there well, that, that had the, that had the, I, I wouldn't say balls, but had the, you know, had had I guess the courage to step up to somebody like that and stop them from making it worse right the balls no that's what it is the balls that's what it is though man because it's that's something pretty hard to do man if you're if you're stuck with something like that right in front of you I mean it'd be super easy to freeze up and not do anything just be so scared you know what I'm saying um takes a lot to do that it's unfortunate that one lady passed away. It was um, a fifty-year-old woman. Is that right? That yeah, passed away. Yeah. yeah. Protecting, uh, protecting somebody. Is that right? Protecting somebody. Yeah. Turning her, she turning her back and covering somebody. The if I'm right, it was the um, who's in a synagogue? A rabbi, right? A rabbi. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. She was. If I'm right, she was protecting the rabbi, and she got shot. She got shot. Yeah, now, now something like that is is rough. Now, well, I was looking at. I was. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say um, one things that came up, and I don't want to completely veer off of this, but in relation to guns, I was reading an, an article. I read, mainly read the headline, you know, and the headline was, um, we've talked about it before. Anybody with Anybody with um, mental problems? Should anybody of mental problems or mental history, bad mental history, be able to own a gun? Something of that sort is what it was. I don't remember the exact headlines. No, we've talked about this. I don't think you know, so. We've talked about it. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it before, but the headline is something of that sort. But should somebody with known mental disorder, a known mental issue have a gun? Or should anybody who's known to have mental issues, who's been in the military, have a gun? There was something of that sort. You know what I mean? And we've talked about it. It's just hard to put a restriction on that. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, especially, I would, even saying even somebody military, it's hard to say, you know, you can't have a gun either. They They were just away or, you know, protecting our country. Who tells somebody like that? You can't have a gun. You can't have exactly. a gun. Like that, you know, and, and, and what's unfortunate is we did have a friend, you know, who who did have mental issues um, and, you know, did have a weapon. And that's kind of how, you know, his untimely death happened was w- with him having a gun. Um, you know, and I sit back and I think, you know, if he didn't have a gun, would have ha- would have it happened a different way, possibly. Um, you know, because he still had mental issues. You know what I mean? We don't know if if he could have went off the rails another way. You know, we don't know that. We don't know anything. We just know that would have been stopped if he didn't have a gun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I think. I think the outcome. And, you know, personally, personally, I mean, thinking about it, you know, I think the outcome would have been different. I honestly think, and we've, we've been honest about it here before. We honestly think he would be alive if he didn't have a gun, Yeah. you know, and, and he had mental, he, he did have some, some mental health issues and it's understandable for the mental health issues that he had because he was an ex veteran. He was a veteran. He was a, he was a Marine. And it's understandable to have mental, some type of thoughts, mental illness of some sort. If you're in military, it's common. It would be, it would be to me personally, and this is just my opinion on it. It it would be 
it would be uncommon for somebody not to have some type of, I don't want to say mental illness. I don't want to say disorder. I mean, I would think of it as uncommon if somebody from the services has been overseas and fought and so forth. I mean, didn't really, I mean, I would think it would be uncommon if they didn't have something wrong with them. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of shitty to say. But, I mean, if you're in front line and doing shit, I mean, for those in the front line, yeah. those in the front, you know, taking the bullet, shooting, I mean, hands down everybody in the service, you know what I'm saying? But for anybody who sees that in the front, you would think seeing that stuff, man, you just think seeing it for so long, it has to take a toll on you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It would just have to. And you see, and that's why I think it's seeing that right there. That's why I think I, I think it should we should now look at it as being not as uncommon if they don't have a disorder, you know. But I wish we would look a little bit more into. It, but you know, I'm just ranting now. But you know, to go off on what you were saying, it, it would have been different if you didn't have a gun. And I think it'd still be with us today. I agree, hundred percent agree. But like, but but it just goes back to you know who are we to say they can and can't have a gun. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, and even to put that in the hands of a doctor, you know, I mean, I, I could see it that a doctor may be able to do it. Maybe if they left it in the hands of the government, you know, they, they told, maybe we left it in the hands of the government. I don't know how shitty that would be. I mean, but if, if you signed on with, with the services, you know, and in there it says, well, if you're, if you're deemed, you know, mentally, you know, disabled in any way, shape, or form, that you're no longer able to have a gun. Maybe they made that part of <laughs> that part of the process. You know, maybe it'll, you know, put our a different thought behind it on you know taking or not allowing somebody somebody a vet having a gun. But that's just one thing that I was thinking about today. You know, because a lot of these shootings, man, they're they're happening by a lot of the shootings that I've seen. They happen from people that have had, you know, military backgrounds who were in the service and had some mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, what a what a trip, right? What a trip. What a freaking trip. It would. Yeah, it is. It is. Um Well, and, and to kind of wrap up our night here and kind of talk about this last one. Um, kind of the same story in this one, which is interesting. Uh, kid, kid came in, started shooting, but this was also, this was also, um, foiled by a a brave soul who came in and tackled the gunman. While he was shooting? While he was shooting. Stopped him. Uh, Takes nuts, man. Takes guns. Takes nuts. Takes nuts and guns. Um, and this one was in UNC Charlotte. Um, they're saying student couldn't run, so he tackled the gunman. <laughs> That's the headline of this, of this thing. So just straight, just straight uh, speared him, took him down, and he was able to hold him until you know, until authorities got there. Um, so, question for you, Phil. You see, yeah. just question for you. You see, you walk into this place and you see a guy. You walk in to a building and you see a guy with a gun, not at you, his back to you. But he's pointing it, and he starts shooting, okay? You see him shoot two people. Don't know if they're dead. Don't know they're alive. You have the opportunity to take him down. And I know you're going to take him down. You know you're going to do something. I have a feeling you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you or do you not? Back to you and all. Yeah. Don't even know you're there. Do you take him down? Yeah. If I have the ability to, and I have, I have, I have the chance to take a chance. Yeah, I'll try my best. You do. Question: yeah. Do you stop after you take him down, or do you just keep going? I would make sure he wouldn't be able to get up. I'd probably clock him up a couple times. You fuck him up, right? He'll be on. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I'd, if I'd, you saw I'd, him I would, take two people down, you'd probably fuck him up. Right? I'd fuck him up, throw his gun out, and make sure no one else could touch it. And then I'd probably you just throw hold his in gun, a few, right? I'd throw. Of course, I would. And then I'd probably hold the gun to the back of his head and make sure he wouldn't go nowhere. Right now, I'm with you, man. That, that scares me, man. That scares me. Not not what you said, you know, but like if I were to, you know, because I thought about that, you know, I was, I'd ask myself that if I were to see somebody shooting somebody, I mean, I know 
it, in that scenario, if I painted that glorious picture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Obviously, I would take him down. I would hit him right in the back of the head as hard as I fucking could with anything that I had. If it wasn't law and order, which is my left and right hand, I'd pick something up and fucking hit him in the back of the head as fucking hard as I could. I'd fucking bury Bonds it right to the right to the dome, you know. Right to the dome. But I, I don't know if I would stop though. Like if I saw him like take two people down, like I don't know. I don't want to say rage is going to come over me, but there'd have to be so much emotion there. I don't know if I would stop. Somebody have to pull me off it. You know? Yeah, I I I probably agree with you on that one. I'd probably have to get I'd probably have to get stopped. Oh, so now you're coming out and saying it. Somebody would have to pull you off of him. Probably. Yeah. So you wouldn't just get a few licks. You'd beat the shit out of him. Okay. Oh yeah. I just, I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. You know. So. But yeah. Um. But you know, hands hands down to that person who stopped him. And that kid was how old? that started shooting. Or how old was that kid that started shooting? Uh, let's or dude? See. He was. 22. 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They caught this guy, huh? Let's see what happens to him. He kill anybody? Yes. Two. Two. Who was it that he killed? Did they say, um, were they students? Or were they? That one I didn't quite get to. Or I, I, would, I would know. Uh, let's see. So they name a couple, but they they don't say which ones died though. They just named. Oh no! Here you go. Here you go. Let's see. So they're saying Mr. Howell. So he's a teacher, and Ellis P. Ellis R. Parlier, nineteen, was also killed. So two. 19 and what? And then there's a teacher. That's what a sad one. day, man. What yeah. a sad one. Yeah. What a world we live in, Philip. What do we do to make what it better? What a world we live in. What do we do to make it better, though? Say hi to people. Be nice. <laughs> I'm serious. Say hi. Some, Be sometimes... Nice. Sometimes that's all it takes. Hmm. Remember, have you ever seen Billy Madison? Fuck yeah. Remember when he calls that guy and is like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry I treated like that to you in high school and then crossed him off his list? No. Sh- oh, that's right. With uh, Steve Buscemi? Yeah, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. Buscemi, there you go. He crossed him off the list. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, that's and funny. that's what I that's, that's what true. I think. That's what I think, you know. Just be nice to people. And if you're if you're an asshole to somebody, maybe you should you know go back and apologize. <laughs> if you're an asshole to somebody, then fuck you then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um but really quick, actually, and I know you wanted to end it, but I just want to talk sh- shit really quick about no, the let's uh, talk some shit. The person in Texas. Yeah. Texas was so close to having fucking marijuana just somewhat decriminalized, you know, having a not not decriminalized, but having a lesser lesser punishment, man. Just right around the corner and it got stomped on, man. It got fucking stomped on. Um it got fucking stomped on by a fucking asshole. Um was it Dan Patrick? Dan Patrick. Governor Dan Patrick's. Yes. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's, it's because it's one step closer to legalization, is what he said. Said nope, no. So marijuana is still the same. You know, you have less than an ounce. You can still spend spend up to 180 days in jail, but find up to two thousand dollars, and have to take a fucking slew of classes for for getting caught with with cannabis, um, less than an ounce, instead of a fifty dollar fine, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, like just... completely, completely crazy. No reason to, you know. Like, I bet if he had a uh, a pillbox of drugs that probably kill you, they probably just take them from you, 
and slap your hand on your wrist. You think you think oh, that's yeah. what they do for prescription pills? Oh yeah. Well, it's so much easier to hide pills versus fucking versus grass or THC period just because of the smell. You know what I'm saying? But no, you're right. I I I don't know. I don't know. You think they just slap a hand? Slap the hand for pills? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I don't know, man. Pills are kind of severe right now, though, man. Yeah, but 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 as you can see in his money maker, his money is straight up pharmaceuticals. Ninety seven thousand dollars well big pharma backs him backs his campaign so i want to know who it's this all there. jeffrey hildebrand is i don't know if you saw that as a top contributor he gets a top contributor from this guy named jeffrey hildebrand he gets a hundred and ten thousand dollars from this guy huh maybe he's a porn star <laughs> probably <laughs> Possibility. Oh, right. 100% possibility. <laughs> right, 100% possibility. So now it's he's getting big pharma and from fucking porn actors. Yeah. But anyways, I just want to talk shit about that. Texas, really quick, get ahead of the game, man. Just throw a tax on it and we'll worry Stop about being the a tax bunch later. Of dickheads. Fuck, man. Oh, shit, man. Fuck. Get in. Uh, yeah, get in. Yeah. Get Stop in. being so red. Turn into some blue over there. Shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, you dislike one of my photos, man. What the fuck? Yeah, it's the Dan Patrick. I had to. I had but to but that it. was informational. That was informational. it was it was very informational, but I had to hate But it was di- it was a dislike to pharma, right? Correct. It was a dislike to pharma. Fuck pharma. Fuck pharma. And fuck Phil. That's and his fuck uh, Phil. That's, his, that's, uh, that's, that's my his, MO right there. Twitter. That's my MO. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Phil close it like always. Fat fishing. I plan on getting on the water soon. So y'all follow us um on the book Adventures with Phil and Pete. We changed the name, updated yes. it. We updated uh, just it. Just because we got a lot of shit. You know, we got a lot of shit going through. We do have a lot of shit going through. We have our radio show that we just hosted today at three thirty or three o'clock. Three o'clock, two o'clock, one of those two. Um, on the 5radioxl.com um, and you can always find me at fuck underscore Phil we love you all adventures with Phil and Pete conversations with Phil and Pete shit we might just do Bill and Ted's excellent adventure next you never know we might we may do that but everybody stay high we love y'all all right. peace peace